0: Welcome to another episode of the Creators Outlet, episode 155, brought to you by our friends over at the Inked Marketing team. If you need a little extra help getting your Indiegogo or Kickstarter past the finish line, contact My- over at Inked Marketing at www.inked.marketing today. And we welcome Mike Gonzalez from Book of Legend on Kickstarter
1: what's up everybody hey will how you doing
0: good 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 so why don't you uh introduce yourself to everybody and uh tell us a little bit about your background and getting into comics
1: well my name is michael t gonzalez i have a website called rainyroadmedia.com if you want to check that out um i grew up reading comic books i'm a child of the 80s uh, grew up reading comic books. Loved comic books. Always wanted to get into comics, like writing them, because I remember reading about like how Jim Shooter was supposedly started writing for I think DC when he was like 13 years old or something. Yep. So that got into stuck in my head, and I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So, so I had this idea of like, yeah, maybe I could do it. And um, so, basically, I've been trying ever since. You know, off and on. Sometimes there's been some. Times where I kind of gave up on it. But uh, I wanted to give another shot. I think this is back in 2013. I was living in China and um, I had heard about uh, how easier it was to get into comics because of things like comicsology or, you know, the, with the internet, you could reach, you could find artists and other people from all over the world. You could put a book together um, and then you could put it out on the internet and people could see it. And you know, it was free. You didn't necessarily have to go through a publisher. So once I, you know, investigated that a little bit more, I decided, well, you know, let's just give this one more try. And so I did uh, one book called Six Eight. I'm going to show you that here. This we just uh, did a Kickstarter to fund printing this book, and the Kickstarter ran in April May and the book was printed just uh, two weeks ago. So everybody should have this, the book already by now. Um, I had also, uh, so originally I, had, so after I did, when I did that, my original plan was that I was gonna make books and put them on the digital platforms because it didn't cost that much money. You know, so I could save the money on printing. So what I would do is build up a collection of material, uh, different um, series or just individual issues and stuff like that, and then sort of try to build an audience, and then later could use that to, you know, have a, a fan base that would fund printing of the books. And so that's basically what I've been doing over the last, you know, since like 2015 is with like with that book, that six, eight, that was the first one I did. I put it up on Comixology. Um, I did this one. This is called uh, Neotheric. This I did original um, four issues of this and put them on Comix- Comixology. And I, um, I tried to run an Indiegogo to fund printing the four issues in this graphic novel, but that failed. And so and I just decided, you know, I got from my tax return. So I'll just go ahead and print some and then, um, you know, see what I can do with them, maybe go to conventions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I so this book is also printed. I have, uh, I think I have about like 70-something copies, nothing of that. Um, and then also in that time, I had found uh, Mark Millar's website, and he had a, a pretty robust uh, writer's form on there where people would go on and we would, You know, you could they would have like these little contests basically where they would throw out an idea and then a bunch you would write it, you know, write based on their thesis or whatever, and and then they would judge who they thought was the best. And so when I I became familiar with him and like how he got started and people like Alan Moore and all these British guys, they got started with short stories which were called Future Shocks in two thousand AD. So I, I, you know, started to get this idea. So, well, maybe I should try that too. Is like trying to write a bunch of short stories, you know, and hone my skills as a writer doing that. So, I came up with a bunch of um, short stories that, you know, in the tradition of the future shocks, and and I put those into a digital anthology. It was called Ashcan Anthology. It was just in black and white. That's on Comicsology and the Comic House website um, I mean the app as well like right now and um, then I did a second one which was uh, five stories and it's kind of focused more on characters and uh, sort of the hero's journey all that mythology about a heroes and it's it takes different heroes from different um, eras or different genres Um, and that book was Ashcan Anthology number two and again that was also in black and white and then i happened to meet a guy on twitter who's uh, goes by the name of ace wheelie and he offered to do the coloring for all of them at a you know much lower rate than he normally would because he just he really liked um, the stories and he ro- liked like the idea of putting them together into one book so he helped me out as um, and then also all of them are colored And so now I'm just trying to uh, fund printing the book in full color. And that's what this upcoming Kickstarter is going to be about. It launches tomorrow. I'll probably launch it around this time tomorrow night. And that's going to be um, just basically just the fun printing, a short print run. And uh, hopefully it'll be successful and it'll be the, the next step and then we're going to have another project after that and another after that and so you know get keep this ball rolling and hopefully
0: and this is the uh like the the military style uh short stories based after what you liked in the old 2000 ad books yeah well
1: like in the so in the future shops are all sci-fi stories they're no more than four pages sci-fi stories with an ironic twist so all, the first four stories that you'll see are just like that. They're all sci-fi and they all have, they're all four pages and they all have this uh, ironic twist at the end. The, the next five stories that you see are uh, like I was saying, they're just kind of, they're, they're more focused on characters. Sorry about that, stupid phone. Uh, So they're kind of what the idea is like, if, if, the, if people read this and they like these specific characters, they could possibly, you know, spin off into like a, a series or like a, a one-shot book just for themselves. Um, so that, that's kind of what I wanted to do is, to you know, try to develop like some more unique characters, but with the through line being that it's about, you know, the hero's journey kind of thing. And those are varied. There's some sci-fi stories. There's like a crime story, there, um, there's like a futuristic, uh, like a Blade Runner kind of type of sort of feel to it, there's like this girl who's like a ninja, there's all kinds of stuff in there. And there's different artists from all over the place, they got different styles, um, a lot of different things for, you know, people to uh, take a look at and see if it's something they like.
0: um have you thought about uh putting on add-ons on the campaign for books like your uh like your graphic novel with the four issues in it where yeah. people can on
1: there you'
0: gonna be able to add that on and yes and and pick up more stuff from you yeah. I, always, I always like to get the big package in the mail yeah. with like lots of books and i i got a couple packages today that i was I was thrilled with. Uh, I've be, I've become an indie comic book junkie. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been selling my older mainstream comics.
1: Yeah.
0: And flipping the money. Back to, I'm selling my comics to buy more comics. Yeah. It's it's a never ending cycle. I got I got one in from from the UK today, and uh, another one that was local stateside with a whole bunch of extras and. Yeah. some some really cool stuff because I I tend to once once I've you know contributed to a campaign uh I look to see how the campaign's doing but I won't go through and, and look back at the stretch goals because I want to be surprised by stuff in the box. Yeah you know so it's and a lot of times I'll just you know I'll just forget I, I got like three surveys in in my email today and i'm like oh i forgot about that one cool
1: <laughs> you know." Yeah. so yeah there's uh, definitely add-ons because i got all those books i still have copies of those books so those are all i'll have add-ons for all those and i've had some variant covers for the six eight it's a horror book mm-hmm. um there's a there's only like a handful because i only printed like 15 copies of the variants and some of them were damaged by the printer, and some of are obviously already been sold. So I only have like five of each one of the variants. So it's super limited um, yeah. um, supply. But there will be the Neo graphic novel. There will be the Six Eight Horror book. I've got. If don't um, if you see this? This is the this is a metal print by J.C. Grande. He did this for the Six Eight Horror book. And oh,
0: man, that's rad.
1: I still have some of these and obviously I could get more of them. Um, that'll be as an add on. You can get that too. Um, I'll have. Um, oh, no, no, not, not the app What else do I have to add on? Um, so so basically what I'm trying to do is like keep keep the campaign fairly simple. I don't have a whole bunch of stuff that I can offer because this book was done a long time ago. It was about done like three or four years ago mm-hmm. and so many different artists and I'm not an artist myself. So I can't just like, Hey, I'm going to, will drop something nice for people and you know, send it out. Um, so basically what I'm trying to do is like, so you can get, if for international people and uh, people that like PDFs, you can get a PDF version of it for only $5. You can get the copy of the book, just the book, for $15, it's 52 pages, and that includes shipping to the USA. Oh,
0: that's a great price.
1: Yeah, so there's no extra for shipping. Um, Then I'll have, what I have, what I've come up with sort of the strategy I come up with is to offer these kind of tiers, where there's like a digital, so super cheap, and then there's a very basic version, just the book, and then there'll be what I call a super fan. So that's like everything that I could offer it will be packaged into one thing. So you have the book you have the PDF um, I've got these I printed out These are characters from the from the different stories Like this these little character stickers and you'll get you'll get all eight of these and um, And I also thought of doing This which is on the backing board that comes with the book you'll I'll print out this this is like it has a character art and it has a, sort of like a backstory and an explanation, more explanation into what's going on in the story. And this stuff is not anywhere else. It's not in the book. I don't have it any, anywhere else. So like this is a, a, like an extra special little thing to just kind of make that a little more special. And um, yeah, so, cool. so, so there's going to be five different versions. So. If you just order like one of the book, then you get just one randomly. But you can add on, you know, four more copies of the book, and then you'll get all all five of them. And then also in the super fan is I'll have like another one of these metal bookmarks. It's oh, not nice. this one. This is for the a horror book, but just as a, a sample. So it will be the actual cover from the book. So it'll be just be a, a metal card of the cover from the book, which is by uh, Erwin Arosa, and uh, I think it hey, looks Doris. awesome. Hello, Doris. Um, yeah. So that. So I'll just keep it like that. But then, like like we were talking about before, there'll be add-ons. Like you can get the Neotheric book, you can get the Six Eight book, and you can get that um, that print, that metal print by J C Grande. And uh, it's not glaring. Um, if there's other stuff I could think of, like during the campaign, or people you know come and say, hey, maybe you should do this or that, you know, obviously I can add different things to it. Mm-hmm. But again, for right now, I'm just trying to because this is just my second Kickstarter campaign, so I'm trying to keep things simple and so that I can be able to fulfill and fulfill on time and everything goes smoothly. And just as I keep going with future projects, you know, I'll get bigger, you know, build up more, have more things to offer people and stuff like that.
0: Uh, are you going to be putting a, or have you put a uh, retailer care in?
1: No, I haven't done that yet. I actually talked to, yesterday you had Will on from Heel Turn. Yeah. I talked to him about, because I know he he was, I don't know if he's added it yet, but he was talking to me about thinking about adding yeah, it he, on yeah, he showed he put, me
0: he put it on because i was talking about it he 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 did like a, a super deep discount and he did it so if a store orders 21 copies or more they'll even print the store logo on the book for them
1: yeah yeah i have to i have to think about that see how i can how i can do that as long as it doesn't like over complicate things you know because mm-hmm. like I said, again, I'm just trying to keep things fairly simple. Um, and I don't want to mess up anything. I, you know, I don't want to like not be able to fulfill something, you know, like promise people something and not actually be able to deliver. That's why I like you know with like these stickers and things, I like to have them done, like have samples in my hand before I even launch the campaign. So I know that they're good that I have them everything looks right and then I'll be able to, you know, actually get into people when they order. So,
0: yeah. A good guy to talk to about the retailer chair would be, uh, William, Samuel Quinton. He, uh, he runs Sinopa publishing. Uh, okay. he does uh, a book called 47 furious tales. Uh,
1: um, yeah. and,
0: and you can, you can, you can find him in the madness. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tag him and have him, have him find you. So, uh, Okay. You guys you guys can, can hook up and he can add, he's a he's a good person to to answer any questions. He's had like he had you know he had he had a failure too and he got you know he got back on the horse and you know he he's been doing he's been doing pretty good. So he's yeah. getting ready to watch it like his third book. And he does he does lots of uh prior to getting into comics, uh he also has a uh long line of like rpg games stuff that goes with like the, the 5e of the dnd yeah and he's he's been doing that for years so
1: okay yeah cool i appreciate it
0: we, you might know a couple of tricks
1: yeah i need all the help i can get you know i'm just i'm sort of you know trying to learn winging it for right now but um you know i get lots of tips from like pops he's given me some things uh RJ has given me some tips. And like originally, when I did the horror book, he's the one that suggested to me to add on that Neotheric graphic novel because I didn't have it on there. And I didn't think that why would somebody who want a horror comic want that book? Why would they be interested in that? But he just, like, you know, it didn't seem like anybody would go for it. But I sold six freaking copies of it. So. Well,
0: you, you'll always find somebody to be like, you know, you got their attention with one book, and then you've got something else that's different that you did, and they're like, cool, I'll check it out. And yeah. uh, trade paperbacks, graphic novels are the number one seller and Western comic book stuff. Yeah. It's, deep, it's, it's the binge society. So everybody yeah. wants to – you want to sit down – you know, we don't want to wait week to week to to see the new episode of Mandalorian. We want to sit down. We want to watch it all in one day. Yeah. I did that with Picard, I know. Uh, and, and you know, reading reading is no different. They can, If they can pick up a trade and read an entire series, whether it's, you know, four, six or eight issues or, like, at least a story, you know, a complete story arc of of a book, they're more likely to pick up a trade for like, you know, fifteen or twenty dollars and get the whole story uh than they might be to uh, you know, buy one floppy at a time. Mm. And you know, it's 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 weird because I remember, you know, getting trades inks. I've worked at comic shops uh on and off for years and I remember, you know, getting them in, we'd, we'd have them full, and once in a while, you know, every, every like, six months, he'd run a run a sale, uh, buy one, get one half off, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever the most expensive price was, you'd yeah. pay for that and get the other one half price, and, you know, you'd get a lot of people picking up, like, two or three books, or if somebody hasn't been into comics or hasn't read anything in a while, we'll usually direct them to like, a trade of a character that, you know, they might not have read anything recent on to, to be able to pick up, like, you know, a big chunk for a little less money than all the individual issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd do that, too. It's, like, there was, there was a book image just putting out called Rumble. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, it, was, it had, like, this guy with this big-ass sword, and he was kind of like a scarecrow and he was, I don't know, something about him. he was like um, an ancient god or something, but in like modern times or something, and I thought it was really cool. I mean, I like the aesthetics of it, you know, and, but then I look at, you know, when you, if you get the trade, the trade was only like maybe $12, mm-hmm. but it had six issues, so if you bought those six issues for like
0: $4 Five a pop? piece,
1: yeah, four yeah. or five dollars. That's like twenty, twenty-five dollars. So if you just wait for the trade, you save ten freaking dollars at least. Mm-hmm. So it's like, kind of like to me, and I look at, it, I was like, this makes no sense. Why would I follow? But you know, I, But also from the, from the other side as a <laughs> creator, you know, I can understand from their point of view. It's like, well, if you don't buy the single issues, then there's never gonna be a trade. And so it's the comic book set is. You know, the whole industry is just weird. I don't. I mean, kind of a lot of things just don't make sense. It's uh... it. It's
0: it's like everything. There's you know waves of popularity sweep through, uh, you know, any hobby, and you have you have uh, two kinds of you have two main kinds of comic book people. You have the readers. And you have the collectors now. The readers collect as well, mm. but the collectors collect, and uh, there's there's such a huge market of collectors that will buy and gr- get their books graded right away before they even read it. They'll go and get a you know they'll go and get like a number one from somebody they like graded. And then they'll go and buy the digital copy and sit there and read the digital. Yeah, I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? It it just it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, it's it's like, I mean, I've 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 read digital and and I read digital. Matter of fact, I bought a tablet so I could read digital but i've got to i've got to read books for uh outright geekery to review i've got to read books uh for another podcast i do on thursday nights we read a you know we read a book or a graphic novel every week and then we go through it page by page yeah. uh older books though so it's all back issue stuff you know yeah. gold gold silver and bronze and of course uh that's got the best name of any podcast i've run across so far it's the okay boomer podcast <laughs> i told you (laughs) now you're going to remember that
1: okay yeah yeah that's an easy one to remember
0: you know so uh but there's you know readers collect but they they also want to sit there and read um the the straight collectors uh a lot of them nowadays um you know don't just want to build the collection uh they're they're in it for the money they get their books graded and if if that book gets hot boom they they run like right to ebay or you know facebook sales and groups and yeah. you know and and you know if the book if the book is hot they'll they'll flip it you know take the take the money and run and on to the next thing yeah. uh you know I've been collecting forever but they take up so much room uh even with the books that I've gotten rid of so far i still have about 150 comic book boxes oh yeah
1: that's that's a, quite a bit more
0: than I ever had I, I i have issues <laughs> many literally literally <laughs> i have plenty of issues
1: yeah so, uh, it to me is kind of Yes, that's uh, strange to me, too, because, you know, like when I first got into comics, I would read a comic and then throw it behind the bed or something, you know. So I, it was just fun, you know, to read it and, you know, have the adventure and everything. It didn't mean anything beyond that. It wasn't until, like, um, my brother had a friend who he, he showed us, like, oh, you got to put it in a bag and then you put the bag in a box Because later, it might be worth something. And you know, when I was a kid, and you didn't have a lot of money, the idea that if you could buy something for like 50 cents, and then like, two weeks later, or a month later, it's worth $5. You're like, holy crap, I could just won the lottery, you know, this is like a great scheme and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that's when we started getting into like, sort of the collecting aspect of it. And I got you know, I never put anything in a slab uh, to me. That's kind of strange, but uh, you know, it did get into where Like we try to, especially, you know, in the nineties when the whole boom came about with McFarlane and Lightfield and all of them, you know, I got like, mm-hmm. I got like every version of the X-Men number one with Jim Lee. Oh, yeah. um, I got every version of the cover for that. I got like all of the image number one comics, all of that stuff. And, you know, thinking like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be worth something," you know. And, and but then, and at one time, I had all of Todd McFarlane's comics, every single one that he ever worked on, except for that Coyote book. I think it was like the very first ones he did for oh, yeah. like Epic or something. Yeah, those are the only ones I didn't I, have.
0: Those, those are uh, pretty much almost the only ones I still have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but I had everything all the way back to like Infinity Incorporated, I think was his first stuff mm-hmm. for DC. I had yep. everything. And but then I had to sell it to when I was going to school to try to pay my bills and stuff. So, you know, I killed myself. I should have just kept all that stuff. But
0: Well, you know, it, it helped you know, it helped you get through college and stuff. It was yeah. it was worth it. Uh friend of mine, Doug, uh is from New York. He re, uh, he retired and him and his wife bought a nice chunk of land up in, up in Maine. And, uh, you know, he would show off his, he would show off some of his comics and I would just be, you know, I would just be tearing up and like, you know, trying to reach through the screen. (coughs) And, you know, a lot of them, uh, slabbing a book makes sense to me. If it's like an old golden or silver age book. Yeah. Uh, Especially if it's a key book, if it's a, even if it's a key book from like, you know, bronze or copper age if it's a key book and it's like you know worth big money then you then you get the book slabbed uh just to prove it's gonna you know it's it's gonna grade but you know that's a that's kind of a scam too because you know no two people are gonna grade a book the exact same way even you know with that company's uh you know strict guideline of if it's got this this and this you take off these points, these points, and these points, and, you know, back and forth like that. You know, no two people do something the, the same, but, you know, it caught on, and people mm. went nuts. Uh, most people went nuts because uh, they, they did the, uh, the new math in their head and figured out that, hey, if I grade a book, it's worth an extra $100. It only cost you 30 but now, now all these companies, when you grade a book, uh, they charge you 10% of fair market value of that book to grade it on top of the money you pay them to grade it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine thinks it might have something to do with their insurance in case something happens to it Yeah. Uh, for, for compensation. And I'm like, doesn't matter. It's not their book. Why are they getting a cut? It's like you're paying them almost fifty bucks to, to grade it and and throw it in a plastic tomb, plus you're you're paying for shipping there and then you pay for shipping back, yeah. and it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: That's why I have mylars. Yeah, mylars are just as good, especially like I sent all of those that six eight horror book. I send them all out in four mil mylars, and that those yeah. things are stiff as hell. But, I mean they're they're good, you know I think they, they look awesome. I'd rather have that than a slab because then you can at least take it out if you want to and take a look at the book.
0: Well, since those are gonna be available add-ons on this campaign when it launches tomorrow, uh, why don't you tell us more about 6 eight?
1: Okay, so 6 eight is a supernatural horror comic. It's about a random act of violence with supernatural consequences. So basically, it is like The Crow meets Twin Peaks. It's uh, uh, a guy is on his way home from work, and he's mugged by these two drug addicts, and he's stabbed, and he's dying, and they find his wallet. In, uh, in his briefcase and what it has his address and they just they're looking for score some money for some dope and he doesn't have any money on him so they say okay let's go to this guy's house and get something and he's um he's dying so he can't really do anything about it but you know in his dying moments he's sort of like praying that s- something can happen for some divine intervention and somebody answers his prayer but it's not god it's the devil and the devil gives him the power of death to protect his family from these two thugs. So, um, and I won't spoil the whole story, but that's the basic um, setup for it. Mm-hmm. And it's a nonlinear story. The, the scenes jump around a little bit, To, and it's not like a gimmick. There's a real reason why this, the sequence is told in the way that it is. Um, so I just ask if you know, people read it and then you'll find out why. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it, it was originally meant to be a one shot. But as um, I thought about it, um, I think there's a lot more that I could do with these characters in this um, this universe. So I've already written the first two issues of the next four issues and um i just need to find an artist to put this up and work with it and i'm trying to um i'm thinking about launching the kickstarter for that maybe april of next year and um so well just to show you also on the back this was in 2018 charlie adler chose this book as the 2018 core comic of the year on the uh, Comics Central website, it's oh cool! The website doesn't exist anymore, but it was kind of like um, you know, it's independent comic version of Comicsology, and they would have every year they would have um, these contests where they would take industry pros and they would select the, the books they thought were the best of a certain category, you know, like superhero or um, horror sure. in this case, and and that year Charlie Adler. Um, chose that book as the horror comic of the year. So, um, and I, I think it came out really good. The printing is, uh, I think, really excellent. And um, like, it's a 40-page book. Also, in this printed version, there is a um, six-page epilogue that I added just for this version that sort of leads into the future chapters. Because like I said, originally it was just supposed to be a one-shot story but so uh, now that I wanted to do more with it, I feel like I need to kind of set that up. So I added this um, this epilogue, which was done by Emilio Utrera. And so there, this version of it, the printed version, has something that the digital version on Comatology does not have. So it's an exclusive version you can only get in the printed book.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. And is it uh, is it color or black and white?
1: No, this is full color. Full color. Everything is in...
0: nice.
1: Full color. The artist Alan Burns. He's um, he's got like a very uh, it's a very atmospheric sort of feel to it, and there's a lot of texture, a lot of layers. Is it's almost like a like a nightmare kind of thing. Yeah, so,
0: I really
1: dig the art, man. It's pretty it's, cool. I think he, he did a really good job. And then I'll show you just... Um, this is uh, part of the epilogue. This is what Emilio did. His art is... Um, it tried to try to maintain a sort of feel for the artwork yeah. from the original. So, and I like it. Because originally, like I had thought of it to be like the story would be sort of like a... A very gritty, kind of realistic, um, like a Martin Scorsese kind of film. Um, but when Alan did the art, he did it like this, where it's, oh, uh, it's just like I don't know how to really describe this, almost like you're in a dream, the way that he drew it. And I think that works perfectly for the story. So, yeah,
0: more I think like, more like an M. Uh, Night Shyamalan movie there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the good ones.
0: They're, they're so gonna, there are only a few. Yeah, there's, there's only two or three good ones from there.
1: Yeah,
0: but uh, make sure you guys go hit the link in the chat and uh, sign up for this book. It is going to be live tomorrow around this time. It's going to kick off. It's a fifty-two page and anthology, uh, you know, with sci-fi and character-driven stories that. Uh, Remind Michael of uh, the old uh, some yeah. of the old shorts from uh, two thousand AD.
1: Well you see like the guy right there on the on the image, that guy is kind of very much like um, Sergeant Rock, kind of inspired. He's a he's a soldier in the Korean War. And that one what happens in that story is during the Korean War there is a, a rip in time and space, and then they go into a, a basically it's a parallel or mirror dimension where there's these aliens instead of humans, and so now they have now he's fighting basically they're fighting against the communist and against these aliens. So, and that character is kind of like a you know I would say like a Sergeant Rock Indiana Jones kind of type of character. Um, we all, also, one of the stories is sort of like a Greek mythology kind of thing, you know, like Superman, all these kind of Wonder Woman, these classic golden age superheroes. We have a story like that. It's called born from above. Um, like I was saying before, we have like this story about this, like Ninja girl. That's kind of very nineties sort of story with uh, the hyper violence and all that kind of over the top sort of stuff we Have that kind of story. Um, and then at the last story is kind of like a pulp crime story which is you know maybe like Dick Tracy sort of the shadow kind of feel to it but it's not really about that guy but that's sort of like the, the universe where the story takes place in so there's a lot of different um, genres and feeling you know to, this, to the different stories and uh,
0: what Tell us, tell us more about the uh, the trade. You have a few available for for an add on.
1: Oh, this is Neoteric. Okay, I'll just uh, show you that one. So this one, again, this is uh, ninety two pages. It, collect, <coughs> it collects the first four issues from that were only available digitally. I never printed these. I don't know why my stupid camera won't focus, but uh, it was never. I never had the individuals in issues printed it's the only printing is the trade paperback that collects all four. Um, so this story is it's basic. It's an absurd sci-fi comedy action adventure for mature audiences. It's basically like an eighties cartoon, but for adults. So what happens is that these dinosaurs, you have, um, dinosaurs are used by aliens um to terror as like biological terraformers to terraform planets and so some of these dinosaurs decided they don't want to be slaves anymore they want to live free so a, a small group of them escapes from the aliens and they they crash land on modern day earth and so the first four issues are um just basically the exploring the first twelve hours of when they crash on Earth and what happens. The, the uh, to the it's a small town in Wyoming, and um, you know the dinosaurs basically go wild. They eat people. Um, they curse. They drink alcohol. They smoke. They do all kinds of you know asshole behavior. But uh,
0: oh, it's a dinosaur biker gang.
1: Yeah, sort of. Well, I figured like if I'm gonna write, well, what I was thinking is I'm gonna write this story about dinosaurs. And you know, when you think about some of the other things, other you know, movies or TV shows or comic books that have dinosaurs, they're always like friendly to people. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they're like pets. And I was like, what the hell? You know, a dinosaur would not act like that. These these dinosaurs are savage animals. So that's how they act in this story they're you know they're not always nice uh and like i said sometimes they eat people but uh
0: well but, you know a, a dude gets hungry once in a while
1: yeah and so it has to deal with um so there's this uh let's see if i can find it so there's this cosmic being who the aliens work for and he's called they call him mr g and he's the one who um tells them that they have to go find the dinosaurs and bring them back because there's an order to the universe things everything has its place the dinosaurs are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing and they violated you know that edict so they have to pay the punishment for that and the aliens have to go get them or they have to kill them and so uh well this is like the part here where he talks about the little guy. This is uh, Mister G, and these are the aliens. He's telling them, you know, like you got to go find these dinosaurs. You Can't let this happen. Um, so, so the story is basically just like all the chaos that uh, that results from these dinosaurs' action of, you know, escaping and coming to Earth. So you got to have national guard shows up. Let me see if I get this thing to focus the national guard shows up and so they got to deal with them and then the aliens recruit this another um, cosmic being to go down and try to kill the dinosaurs and so it's just a lot of chaos and that's just the first four issues and i'm working on i've already finished the first draft of issue five and i've already talked to andre who is the artist who helped me um Finish off this series, and he's, um, you know, he's he's into it. He wants to keep going with it, and um, so. But oh, just to point out, like the first, the first issue and a half was the art was done by Dave Mims. Um, he's done work, some work for Alterna Comics. Yep. Um, but then uh, I had to get another artist to to finish it up, and I found Andre, and so he helped me finish up the last like, basically two and a half or so issues. But, um, like I said, he's ready to go for the next one, so I'll probably do a Kickstarter for that Um, maybe also in April or something of next year. So we'll see how... I got a lot of stuff coming. There's also another project I want to do in September of this year with Ian. Ian Warriento, he did the the line art for uh, mighty mascots from alternate oh, yeah. comics, and he said, "I we're doing the six six pages from the first issue of this series, which will probably be a six issue miniseries." And he's just about finished with those, so I'm probably gonna launch that in September, because with these books like Book of Legend and Neotheric and Six Eight, I put my money, I invested my money, you know, out of my own pocket to just get them made. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like at the point where I can't do that anymore. It's, you know, I'm just losing a lot of money and, and our family money is kind of tight. So, uh, I'm going to have to with with the next project with Ian and with Neotheric And then six, eight later is try to, I'll, you know, I'll produce like part of it, part of the issue. So just to show people that, you know, okay, it's like a proof of concept. You know, we've got all of this done, you know, got basically like half of it done. So we're, we just need the money to finish it. And so that way, you know, people will have more confidence to, to back it and say, you know, I might not be able to, it might not be done completely already. And I might not be able to get it to you like next month. But it may only be like three or four months, so hopefully, if I can start keep building things up, and, you know, keep building an audience and everything, then we can do that. But um...
0: yeah, so this this launches tomorrow. Uh, you'll have a chance to uh, do add-ons with the last two books that Michael talked about in the campaign. And this will be launching around nine o'clock tomorrow night on Kickstarter. The link is in the chat. Uh, Michael, why don't you let everybody know where uh, they can they can find and follow you online?
1: Okay. Uh, well, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I got rid of it. I just got tired of it. So I basically just use Facebook. Sometimes you can do Rainy Road Comics on Facebook. Uh, I have the website RainyRoadMedia.com. And I put out a newsletter at least once a month with all kinds of like uh, behind the scenes artwork and details about all these upcoming projects. So, and it really helps to get a get like a campaign started off to, you know, to a good start. Like, that's why I'm, you know, I'm grateful to you to be able to come on here and talk to people and show this to people, because if we can get this. Going from the from the get-go, you know, a strong push that really helps the campaign and then the long run I learned that with the last campaign um, So basically it's the, the website and Facebook um, Is where you can contact me or where you can see the stuff I'm always putting stuff on Facebook and different groups and things like that. But like I said, i have the newsletter where I put This a lot of the stuff in the newsletter. You can only find it in the newsletter and, again, it, that helps me to build this audience so that when we do launch projects, we can, you know, start with a bang.
0: For sure. Uh, make sure you guys go to uh, go to the page tonight and uh, save it and give it a follow. And you'll get notified tomorrow as soon as it launches. And uh, go check it out for yourself. This, uh, this looks pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, thank you it should uh yeah. it should it should garner some uh some attention' cause you've got you've got the anthology book which the Kickstarter is for but then you've got a trade paperback they can add on you've got a double sized horror comic they can add on and there's there's more in the works for both those other books as well so this is a mm. this is a good jumping on point for all the stuff you have going on right now
1: yeah. Right. And again, this book is finished. All, all I'm trying to raise money for is to print it. So if we wait, when if the campaign is successful, I don't even wait for to get the money from Kickstarter. As long as Kickstarter gets the money, there's like a two-week period, you know, after the campaign ends, then Kickstarter has to wait until they collect the money. Once I see that they've collected the money, I send the book to the printer, and it will be printed. Hopefully. They don't take so long to print it. And uh, then you can get the book in like three or four weeks, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on and and talking about all the stuff you've been working on and we wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Uh, hopefully a lot of people will uh, latch onto this and uh, and follow in and, and support the Kickstarter.
1: Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All your help and you know, let me come on and talk to everybody. And you know, cross the fingers. Hope it's successful.
0: Yeah. Knock on yeah. plastic desks.
1: Knock, knock on wood. Again.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully this will be good. Uh, we'll keep sharing it out, and uh, I'll uh, I'll send you an email tomorrow. With uh, some people that you should look up and contact to uh, to uh, you know get any information from. I'll link you up with Danny over at the Collective in uh, in Florida. They're a huge uh, indie comic supporter, and uh, a couple other people that uh, are just good to go to for advice and uh, and more podcasts to get on. Because yeah. the, the more eyes you get in front of, them, the better the better the project will do.
1: Yeah, like I said, I need all the help I can get. So everything yep. is appreciated.
0: Yeah, uh, this episode is going to be downloaded and and then the audio will be uploaded to my podcast platform, and I will uh, I will tag you in the uh, in that, and then tomorrow it should be up. Uh, it's a, you can download the pot, the podcast from anywhere you get podcasts from. I get mine from Spotify, so I send the, I share out the Spotify link like the day. The day after
1: yeah okay
0: so uh we'll be sure we'll be sharing this the next couple of days uh, and and hopefully it gets off to a good bang and uh we'll be talking to you very soon thanks for coming out and right, thank uh, you very much and we'll see you next time on creators outlet
1: see ya